How old do you imagine Peter's mother-in-law was? 48? 68? Was she tall or short? Dark hair or medium brown? Curly or straight? Eyes the color of dark coffee or milk chocolate? Did she stand straight or was she a little hunched? Was her face creased by smile lines and squinting at the sun? With that picture of her in mind, there's a joy that emanates from her. Perhaps you've met someone whose whole being vibrates with love as they greet and welcome you, for whom warm hospitality is an extension of their essential delight in knowing and making people feel beloved in their presence. We can imagine Peter's mother-in-law delighting in offering her best gifts of food and compassion to whomever entered her home, whether they were family, friends, or strangers from afar. Everyone warmly welcomed, seen and heard, fed delicious and wholesome food, and invited to rest. Yes, her role may have been bound by her culture. And what if it was truly her vocation to love and welcome and feed and comfort all people who came to her home? A vocation is something we do when we use our God-given skills and passions to meet some deep hunger or need in the world. And in doing so, because we are using our gifts and our lives fully, we bring attention and glory to the God who creates us and all things. Like Peter's mother-in-law, living into the things we know and do well and lovingly, our lives are a work of praise to God. How difficult it must have been for Peter's mother-in-law to be weak with fever, unable to prepare the house and food for her family, much less guests, unable to do the things that she loved to do. Simon Peter brings Jesus and his friends home to dinner. Mark doesn't say if he called ahead to see if there was enough food. He just brought the gang home with him. And upon hearing that his mother-in-law is ill, he takes Jesus to her. Jesus raises her up, and the fever leaves her. Her strength returns, and she can return to her vocation of loving and serving people in the very best way that she can. I'm seeing a bustling woman glowing with joy, directing a crowd of visitors to sit, wash the dust from their feet, rest, have some water, and then disappearing momentarily to bring a variety of foods to fill their hunger. Serving the guests, eating and drinking and talking with delight at the fellowship, pausing to get to know the women guests, it wouldn't have been proper to speak directly to the men. But to find out from those women what drew them to follow this new teacher friend of her son-in-law. 
And later, meeting other women at the local well, she shares some of the stories she's heard about this teacher Jesus, about how he listens to everyone, his compassion, how he stands up to demons. Yes, they tell him to leave and they listen to him. He even healed me. I was so sick, I thought I might die. And the fever just left me when he picked me up. He's staying at my son-in-law's house. Bring your sick family members after sunset. He can heal them too. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Great is our Lord and mighty in power. Imagining Peter's unnamed mother-in-law sharing her experience of Jesus' healing touch, restoring her to health. I was reminded of our baptismal promise to proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ. As she tells the truth of her experience of rising from near death, of returning to being able to do things she loves and that give her joy, of renewed energy for life, she proclaims the good news. She tells the story of God's influence in her life. And she invites others to experience the same fullness of life. Health, hope, and joy are God's desire for each and every one of us, each and every beautiful child of God, without regard to when or where or what role our culture assigns to us. We all have gifts and passions. And when we use them to meet the world's deepest needs, to bring healing and hope, to inspire others with love, we proclaim good news. Jesus came, proclaiming the message that the kingdom of God has come near, healing the sick and casting out the forces of evil. His message was only fearful to those who could not let go of their own dis-ease and fear-filled hold on power. The good news of God in Jesus is for anyone who desires health and wholeness, to grow and thrive in relationships that mirror God's love and delight in all people. The good news is for everyone. As we approach the end of the season of Epiphany next week, we see the light and hope of Jesus' ministry spreading to all the world, drawing disciples from their daily occupations, unassuming people who will, in time, tell the world about the love and healing Jesus radiates. We see Jesus focus on his ministry and sharing his message to everyone he encounters. We live in days where something spreading virally has taken on new and ominous meaning. And yet the epiphany message is one of being super spreaders of the good news of God's love and desire for us, of hope and health, of using the best of who we are to continue to live into love. Our message to share, to spread, is a word of life, of deep peace and joy. A curly-haired woman 
with the wrinkles of midlife, welcomes us into her circle of friends and asks with delight, Have you not known? Have you not heard? And then tells us of life and love and hope and purpose that she has come to know and is available for all who desire it. This is the light of Christ come into the world and ours to share. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you.